Well, awesome. Love you all. Let's dive back into the Word this morning. Now, last week we started a series, Heart for the House, uh, started out changing lives, developing leaders, what we're going to do today, sharing the love of Jesus, we're going to be looking at next week, and specifically what God has called us to do, he's, who he's called us to be. Changing lives, we believe that on a Sunday morning, we believe that God shows up. Now, he's there all the time, but there's something about all of us coming together that we just get to experience him in a little bit different way, at least, than maybe we do on Monday or Thursday. Uh, not because of the day, but because we come in tune, we come prepared, we come ready, and there's other people around us that are encouraging us and, and pushing us towards the things of God. We believe in worship. We believe in the Word of God. This Bible, whatever translation you use, the Word of God is what the foundation of what we do here is all about. If you are like, well, I don't know, or I don't like that verse, well, sorry, the Word of God wins. We have to study it, get into it, know it, grow in the word so the word can just be who we are. The word is what we stand on. And we believe that when we worship him, when we experience him in times together throughout the week, that it will activate us to not only stay here, but then to go into our community and see people's lives changed outside of the walls of Radiant Life Church. We love our building and our stuff and our seats and our whatever but if this is what church is, then we miss the whole point of what God is doing and what he has for us. We are called to be the church outside of the walls. And this is just a nice, comfortable place. We get to do it together. We get to be together to be then activated to go. Uh, some of our core values we talked about, the goodness of God cannot be outdone. We're all learning and teaching at the same time. We're all growing together. And the Holy Spirit is for all of life, not just church time changing lives. Now this morning we're going to jump in and check out developing leaders in some of the areas that we get to be a part of. Now we believe big time at Radiant Life Church in family ministry and in children's ministry. Right now there's probably 50, 60 kids that are on the other side of a couple of walls right over there. Uh, we've got our infants and our toddlers. We love just to be able to bless and to pour into children and hopefully that blesses the parents in the same way. And hopefully it encourages you to be the best Christian parents that you can be, followers of Jesus. We also have girls ministries and Royal Rangers on Wednesday night. Why? Because we believe in de developing leaders. And you can't do that unless you disciple, unless you develop, unless you pour into the next generation. Some other groups, our teen Bible quiz, our junior Bible quiz, that we, we love those groups because it is literally teaching kids to memorize the word of God, to memorize the word. There's nothing better than getting the word into our lives. We believe in developing from the youngest age. As adults, when you come into the room, in fact, there's some new people this Christmas season that you started attending. We want to invite you to come to what we call our party with the pastors and then our next steps. Next Steps is one of our key ways that we get people on a track to experience Jesus here at Radiant Life Church. At Next Steps, you get to hear about who we are, Radiant Life Church, where we're going, what God's doing, and then we get to know you and hear your heart so we can be a blessing to you. So we can hopefully see God poured into you and not just uh, everybody has to fit in exactly how everybody else is, but in a personal way because we believe in relationship. It's not just if you, you can fit, you can fit. But no, we want to know you and see you and experience you and then pour what God would have for you that you can learn in the same way to experience him. Next steps leads to two things that we value highly 
which are life groups. We believe the first is life groups. We believe that when we come together, that Sunday morning is great and we love it. I love, I love our hour and a half or hour and 15 minutes and I get to do it twice. You can feel free if you want. Stay for two services. Our worship team does it. All right, we get to worship and we get to praise and we get to go after God together. But then we need more than someone on a stage talking to us. We need to be in each other's lives. We need to be talking with each other and encouraging each other. We need to be diving into the Bible together uh, in a small group so that we can say, hey, I don't understand this, or, or what's this mean, or what does this look like? And we can grow with each other. Groups are a huge part of what happens here at Radiant Life Church. We have the Super Bowl coming up, and that's going to be a big launch to our life groups for this next season that will start the 17th, 18th, 19th, that weekend of February. And we want to invite you, if you're not a part of a group, this is your moment. Here in the next few weeks, you'll hear more. You'll have opportunity to sign up. Don't miss it. Don't skip over it, but say, this is it. If you've been around, you've been in life groups, you've gone through the foundations course, and you want to lead one, let us know. Pastor Brian would love to talk with you. We always want to start new groups. We want to get more people plugged in, more community. And a part of that is we don't look for groups that are 20 people or we don't want huge groups. We want groups of 7, 8, 10, 12, maybe 15 at the most so that we can truly get into each other's lives, know each other, and experience Jesus together. Groups are huge. The other one is our teams. We believe when we, when we grow together and when we serve together, then we're going to be prepared and growing, developing to be able to be all that God has called us to be on a Sunday morning or Wednesday night, but also all through the week. That we learn to serve. That we learn in the front door when people come in to smile, to greet, to do things. We, we learn how to hear the voice of the Lord for people. We learn how to worship. We learn how to do the things that God has called us to do. We also, if there's any parents in the room, you're very thankful for our kids workers who are pouring into the students while you get to be in here. Right. The last couple weeks are uh, Christmas and Christmas Eve. We had no kids ministries, and I loved it. It was great. But if you were here, it was a little bit chaotic, just a little bit. I know some of the parents were like, my kids are being loud. It's, like, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It is a blessing that we get to have them with us for sure. But it's also sometimes a blessing that they get to have fun, and they're enjoying themselves a whole lot more this week than they did last week or two weeks ago. That's my guess. Right? We have people that serve, that come together. And when we serve our kids, when we serve one another, when we smile at a front door, when we lead worship, when we put the time in, then as a family, it all works. It all keeps going. It all keeps chugging along because we're all doing our part. If 10% of us or 20% of us tried to do all the work that it takes to run a church, that would be no fun for anybody. And it wouldn't be what God would have because we wouldn't be all participating in the family and being part of the family. And so when we think about it, next steps, jumping into Radiant Life Church, life groups, getting involved in community, teams, being a part of serving so that we can see that change live we talked about last week, so we can see activation to another level. And this morning specifically, the verses that we read out of Ephesians, I think they go right in line with some of these things we talked about, our next steps, life groups, our team, why we do what we do, why we continue to go after Jesus and, and in these methods specifically. As we jump back into the words, Ephesians 1, 15 through 17 said, for this reason, because I have heard of your love or your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. What is, what is Paul saying? What, what does this mean? He's saying, you have a faith in the Lord that I can see, that I can experience, that I can know. You have a love for not only God, not only Jesus, but towards the saints that it makes him literally celebrate and praise what is going on. When I think of Radiant Life Church, and I think of Next Steps, and I think of talking about, I pray that as a church we can say, God is moving at Radiant Life. God is moving here and well beyond here, all over the world. But in our little expression, he's moving. And it's fun to talk about the miracles that God has done throughout the years. It's fun to talk about where we've been in a class, but then where we're going and the future that God has. It's fun to talk about our vision of changing lives, developing leaders, sharing the love of Jesus. It's fun to talk about one more person is our desire coming to know the Lord. And my prayer is that as a church, when we come together, when we unite together, that if Paul, or maybe more important, if Jesus walked in, he'd be like, come on, your faith and your love towards Jesus, your, your love towards one another, it just brings a joy and a, a happiness to my heart. That's what we want to be, a group of people that are walking in the Lord, that has experienced him and his goodness in us. Verse 17 said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Why do we come together? Why do we choose to be apart? Because we don't just want to do life in our own understanding, our own way, and what we have. But we want his wisdom, his revelation to be what leads us. I feel like Paul could be saying, or I could say today, oh, that we, oh, that you would walk in the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Jesus Christ and know God. If that's what we do, if we walk in a spirit of wisdom and revelation, if we know God, then church, we're, going, we're doing something right. Whatever else we get wrong, we're doing something right. Because we cannot do that and it not turn us into people that walk out of this building different that walk out of a group different, that walk out of a prayer time different, that we're going to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. We're going to love the world around us. Just like here at the Ephesians and Ephesus, Paul could say, whoa, come on, makes me happy. I don't cease to give thanks, remembering you. Come on. Next steps, that, that, that step with the Lord. The second thing we mentioned was life groups. That thought of being together, growing, and maturing in the Lord. And as we continue here in verse 18, it says, Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. There's something when we come before the Lord, and now we start saying, Lord, I'm not just doing my own thing, but the word of God needs to be enlightened, needs to be shown to me. It says, the eyes of our hearts. The eyes of our hearts. There's something about seeing the word, experiencing the word, and not just being like, well, this is just who I am. This is just what I am. No, but when my eyes, the eyes of my heart begin to look and begin to see and say the word is so much bigger and better than I am by myself. The word and the truth of the word is so much greater than what my world would say or what I think can happen or my own experience. No, the word is what I stand on. So Lord, would you open the eyes of our hearts? Would you let them be enlightened to you. On Thursday morning, there's a women's Bible study and Rachel and I were driving by. I think we went up to the house real fast and could look and could see a whole bunch of the ladies' cars that were there. 
And it just makes me happy to say there's people that are meeting together, that are studying the word, and they literally open the Bible and study and read through and go through the word of God. Their eyes are opening. Their hearts are being enlightened to the things of God because they're in the word of God. Growing together, discipling together, everybody learning, everybody teaching as it continues, it says, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the work of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Now, just something that's interesting here, this block of scripture uh, was all one sentence. It was just like a super long run-on sentence. So if you read it and you say, there's no periods in a large portion of that, that's because how it was written, that would have been 100%. And as I was reading through, you, you think about it. It's just a continual prayer of thanksgiving that is being spoken out. It's a continue, the Lord is good. But when we begin to realize groups and study of the word of God, so not social groups, social groups are great. I like playing basketball or I like doing things together. I like hanging out. Okay, I don't actually like playing basketball. I like golfing, that's, that's more realistic. Uh, I'm embarrassed when I play basketball, so I try to avoid that. Uh, but social groups are fun. Playing cards together is fun. But when we get into the word of God, that's what we're talking about. Something begins to happen. And when I begin to realize that my, the eyes of my heart are being enlightened, that there's a hope of his calling, that the riches of his glory, of his inheritance is for us, the, the saints, that there's a great, exceeding greatness of his power towards us. When I begin to realize, oh, it's not just something I do on a Sunday morning. It's not just something, oh, well, maybe the Lord should help me or maybe, no, no. The Lord has already won the victory. He's already spoken over you. Jesus already died, but he didn't stay dead. He rose again. He sits at the right hand of the Father, which means that today, the more I understand his word, the more I understand that I have inheritance in heaven. The more I understand that I have, for some reason, God has welcomed me. He's welcomed you into his family. You have all of the rights of heaven. You have it then my life starts to look different. I start to say, I don't have to struggle with the same things I once did because the power of God that is bigger and stronger is with me, is working in me. The, uh, his mighty power is working. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. There's something that begins that when I start to take my walk with God seriously, my study of God seriously, my prayer time with God seriously, I start to do what he called us to do, like in this 21 days, I start to fast, which how many people are loving not eating? No hands, okay, some are lying. I saw a liar in here too, right? Nobody doesn't wanna eat, but when we say, Lord, I'm gonna do what you've called me to do, I'm gonna put down even the most basic food. We all have to eat, we can't not eat for long. But Lord, you somehow, you show up and I begin to do what you've called me to do and my life looks different and I act different. You overcome me with your love and now I get to pour love out in a different way. And in fact, when I think of discipleship, we, we mention in reach and outreach. We, we believe in disciples and in our life groups that we should have people come to our groups, have nights that are for fun where you just have people come that may not know the Lord. And then we have nights that we do outreach and we go out and do things. And when we know the Lord and study the word of God, it should mean that we cannot help but start doing for the Lord. 
There's no way we can know him more, experience him more, walk in him more, and have relationship with the God that loved us so much that he gave his son to die that we then say, well, now I just want to stay in my church because I know so much. Now I have a relationship, so I can't be where someone is that is uh, in sin. No, Jesus, the holy, the only one that walked holy, went into places where other people weren't, but didn't stay there, didn't live there, didn't participate there, but drew people, called people out of sin into his grace, into his mercy. We have the opportunity that groups, that knowing the word empowers us to be his hands and his feet. We're now, Lord, we can't just come to church. We just can't come to a group, but Lord, we must be your hands and feet. We must go and share your goodness, your love with someone around us. Groups are so important because groups here, discipleship, growing in the power of God. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like being with a group that is pushing forward. I love our foundations group. And our group that Pastor Rachel and I do is a little different because it is just a group. We go through uh, eight or ten weeks and then we send those people to other groups. Because it's just, we do one curriculum, we do it over, it's a part of being a part of leadership, either our group or Pastor Dave's group on Sunday morning, which right now would be a great opportunity to jump into Foundation Sunday morning or our group here starting in the middle of February. But we get to grow and it's fun when we're talking about principles of the word and people are like, I disagree with that. I don't, I don't think that's right. And we're like, I love it. There's nothing better than when we come together and it's like, hey, maybe we're all learning. I, th- I think we just mentioned something about that. We're all learning, we're all teaching, we're all trying to figure this out, right? And then we can talk about why the principles of the word are the word, why, why it's truth, even when I would say in my own life, hmm, I don't know how that fits, or I don't know what that would have looked like, or I don't know, it doesn't seem like that's what it's been in the past. And we could say the word of God is wins, the word of God is powerful. And we do it in a way where if I'm by myself doing my own thing, I might not have that same thrust of energy or the the thrust of people around me to say, no, this is why, and this is what this looks like. And discipleship sometimes might be, hey, dad's done this for me a few times. Hey, Chris, I don't think you're right. (laughs) I think you're wrong. Sometimes a good group means someone saying, hey, I think you missed it here. Sometimes it's like, okay, yes, thank you for correction. That puts me where I should be. But we have to be close. We've got to be united I don't know about you, but if you just look to the person maybe on your left or right, a few rows down, a few rows in front of you, if that person just comes up and says, you're wrong, you're like, I don't even know what for, I'm not sure. But when we're in relationship, it's all different. And Lord, I can grow and I can mature. I can let your word become real in a way that I could have never done if I was just doing it on my own. Life groups, being together, united are so important. Oh, that we would walk in the spirit of wisdom and revelation in Jesus Christ, but also that we'd walk in everything, everything God gave you in Jesus. Don't walk in some and how being discipled, being developed, being a leader, that's how we get to the place where we're closer to not walking in some, but we're walking in all that God has given us in this season. And Lord, until I die, I get to keep working. I get to keep growing. I get to keep learning. I get to keep hearing your voice. I get to keep saying, oh man, Lord, I'm going to adjust because I'm in the wrong there, or I'm going to adjust here. But we need to do it as a family. Develop leaders, growing together, life groups are a huge part. And the third one that we mentioned, that, that team life portion, or the last couple verses here in verse 22 and 23, 
and he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. He put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body. We are his body. We are his hands and feet. We get to be what God has called us to be. We get to go and be used by him. And so when we think of service, it's not only service like we need, a, we need another kids worker, so you need to go work in kids ministry. Although if that's where God would have you, praise God. But we believe that when we serve together and what we grow in together here at Radiant Life Church, let's us be empowered, be taught, be trained to go do the same thing outside of the walls of this church. My prayer is that our, our greeting team at the front door, which we would love if you're like, hey, I can smile, I can shake hands, I love people. We want you to be a part of our first impressions team. If you could play a really good electric guitar, we could use you. Like, that would be amazing. Like, we'd love for you to serve, right? All of these different areas. But we want our greeters. Sometimes this happens to me, and I don't know how I get in this spot. I turn into a greeter at Kroger or wherever I am. I'm just like, hey, and how are you? And I'm like, and it's like Rachel's like, what are you doing? This isn't church. I'm like, well, we learn, right? We grow, and then we start to act like what we should act like everywhere because— we're doing it together. And I believe that when we serve, and as God gives us more of a heart to serve, then it doesn't matter if it's at church or at home with my spouse or my children or at work with my boss and other people, or maybe you are the boss at work with your employees, that you serve in a different way than you used to. Or if it literally is at Kroger, that you start to serve because that's just who you are. It's not about serving in one building, although as a church family, we would pray that we all participate in the work of the kingdom here as we're a family, but then being sent out, activated to love our world, to be the body, uh, to be who Jesus has called us to be, the church, to be all that God has for us to be. And there's something about realizing that the Lord, he's with us. The Lord loves us. The Lord has the best things for you. The Lord wants to use you. The Lord wants to pour his spirit out on you. And the more we know him and we know his word, we start to realize how that's possible. We start to realize, oh, you want to heal me and make me new. You want to help me through situations of the past. We mentioned earlier, divorce care. Maybe you've had a rough thing. Don't stay in that spot by yourself, but ask somebody to help you. Jump in with this group. Be a part of that because that might be a big part of releasing you to be able to walk in a new wholeness that you just didn't have before because you needed someone to be there for. You need a group to surround you. Or finances, financial peace. Don't just, oh, I can't do it. Don't just struggle your whole life, but instead get in a group that can help you learn and grow in how to use your finances. And that's if you have a lot of finances or if you have a little finances. Lord, I want to use what you entrust me with for your glory. So Lord, what's that look like? All of a sudden I begin to realize, Lord, as we come together, as we develop, I can use your money better. I can use the past that I have way better, God, because you are so good. And you don't leave me there, but you bring healing and wholeness to my life. Lord, pain, things of the past. Lord, you take those, you use them. Good things, uh, skills and talents, Lord, you'll use those for your goodness. Serving my heart, maybe you love people, you care for people. 
Maybe you're a super extroverted person and God will use you in that. Or maybe you're like, I'm not extroverted, I'm more introverted. Maybe God will put you in a place where you begin to realize, wow, God wants me to impact people's lives. And I don't have to be the most outgoing person in the room for him to use me. Because you don't. God created you and he'll give you his plan, his purpose. His inheritance, his call, things that we've, we've read here. God wants to use you. There's something about it. And today I want to encourage Radiant Life Church, I want to encourage you. That we want to see changed lives. We want to see powerful moments. We're a Pentecostal church. We believe that God wants to and God will heal and restore and make new. And sometimes he chooses just to kind of give you the warp speed from where you were to where you're going. And I'm all for it and we're asking God to do more of that. And then for every single person in the room, we're called to be developed. We're called to grow. We're called to teach. We're called to pour into others. We're called to let, let people pour into us over and over and let God and his word become more real in our life. Because when we do, then we can be sent out, set, set free to do what he has called us to. I think that third thing, oh, that we would walk as the body in the fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus is here, but if he was coming in a... a Life could just see us right here. Does he say, come on, church, you've got this. You're walking in the fullness of who I am. You're doing it. You're being my body. You're, you're showing the world. Or maybe personally and then corporately, do we have some areas where we need to make some adjustments and keep, keep working towards them? I can say all of us can keep making some adjustments. We can keep learning. We can keep growing. So let's not get sidetracked from saying, Lord, I want your truth to be in me. My shirt I wore this morning, all the gospel. I want all your gospel. I want all your truth. Don't let anything be held back from me. Don't let me not push into anything. But Lord, I want everything you've given me. Everything you've won victory for. Everything. I want it. And today, if there's people that you say, I just struggle. I don't know. I don't feel that maybe, maybe you don't feel you're good enough. Or you feel like you've messed it up too much. I want you to know that the God of the universe, Jesus Christ. He came to this earth. Heavenly Father sent him. He lived a sinless life. He was your sacrifice. He died on a cross, not because it was fun, because I can guarantee you there was nothing fun about it. He, he even asked, Lord, take this cup from me. He said, no, this is it, and he did it. He went to the cross for you, for your sin, for your pain, for your shame. He died for you, but he rose again. He sits at the right hand of the Father. What we read, he, he sits there for you. And today, you get to walk in his victory, in his inheritance. Don't leave any of it. Don't leave any part of it away, but take all that he has for you. We get to do that as we are developed, as we grow, as we experience him. That's what we are called at Radiant Life Church to do. Developing leaders was a big thing. Do we put that in a, a vision statement? And a long time ago, we said, no, that's who we are. That's who we are. We like changing lives. That's easy and fun. We like sharing the love of Jesus. That's easy and fun you know, to think about. But developing leaders mean all of us together are going to come and we're going to let God move in us, speak in us, change us, mold us, make us, help us look different tomorrow than we do today. Because his word, that's what it does. He's powerful. So let's be all in with the things of God.
So Lord, this morning we come before you and we're thankful. Lord, I'm thankful that I get to be a part of leading a church that doesn't just want to come and have fun. Although I hope we have a lot of fun. But Lord, we want to come and we want to be developed. We want to grow in you. We want to experience your love. Lord, we realize that we're learning and we're teaching at the same time. Lord, we're just trying to figure it out and help those behind us to figure it out. Lord, and we realize that as we develop, as we grow, as we're in groups, as we serve together, Lord, that together matters. It matters that we're united. We're in you together. We're within this with you. And Lord, we ask you to pour your spirit out. We ask you to move in might at Radiant Life Church and in every one of us. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to let your goodness rest upon your people. Lord, and the fact that the church, Jesus, <laughs> we're your body, Lord, is, it's hard to fathom that you would let it work that way. But Lord, would you help us to be the best church, the best body that we could be? Or would you help us to be your hands and your feet in a way that our world are led to you if they follow us? Would you help us to be loving and caring. Lord, would you help us? Like, like Paul could say that he just can't help, but when they hear their faith and their love towards the saints to celebrate, Lord, I pray that that's the kind of people would, we would be as individuals, but Lord, as the Rad Fam, as Radiant Life Church, Lord, let us be united in you so that one more person can come to experience you. We thank you, Jesus. You are so, so, so good. We glorify you. We lift you up. For someone maybe that's struggling today, I pray that they would feel you in a special way. Wrap your love around them. And that they would feel the love of this church body. Lord, we are thankful for each and every one. We pray blessing on them. Guide them. Direct them. Show them yourself in a powerful and a special way. You're so good. In your name we pray. Amen. Before we leave this morning, if you're here and you say, I've never given my life to Jesus, I want to encourage you. There's nothing more, that's the only reason we're here, is one more for Jesus. And if you've never given your life to him, all you have to do is ask him, Lord, would you forgive me of my sins? I repent of the past. I turn to you. I make you the Lord of my life. In whatever words you can think of, it doesn't matter. Just ask him to forgive you. And he accepts you and welcomes you. And it doesn't just kind of, but he gives you inheritance and fullness. In fact, the Bible says, all of heaven rejoices. And today, if that's you, there's no better choice. And I would encourage you to do that. Just in the quiet of your heart. Then come talk to Pastor Rachel or myself or one of the team members. We would love to celebrate and just encourage you. Well, Radiant, we love you all. We're excited. The next couple weeks, we're going to be talking more about teams or signing up for teams. And I want you to pray even this week. If you're a part of a team, are you where you should be? Is there something else in the Rad Fam that you should be doing? Maybe take a, a step up of leadership. Uh, would God ask you to do that? Or maybe you're here and you've been a part and you are not actively serving. And I want to ask you as a part of the family, it's time. Jump on in. We would love to have you be a part about every area, media and kids and uh, worship, uh, our first impressions, cafe, Wednesday nights, junior Bible quiz, teen Bible quiz. There's, there's spots all over the place. We would love to get you plugged in. And so we'd love to talk with you. So over the next couple of weeks, you'll have opportunities. But let God begin to speak to you. What is it that I should do, could do, that would be a part, uh, to, to be a part of the body here, the Rad Fam. And we're so thankful for it. So this week, let God lead you, guide you, continue to spend time in his word, continue to spend time praying. Praying. If you're using our, our guide, be sure to check that out. If you have it, one in copy or online, radiant.family. 
or your church center app. You can get those. And let's keep praying. Let's keep fasting. Let's keep believing. Let's keep believing for miracles that lead people into the presence of God that one more would know him. Love you all, Radiant Life. Be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. See you next week.